podcast welcome to the show great to have you welcome to the number one show on innovative teamwork so so glad i so so glad you decided to join looking forward to having you back for more to my regular listeners you already know what it's all about i getting right into the point right into the point now before i get into today's message i want to remind everyone that if you are if you are currently currently either a high school or a collegiate athlete and you're interested in doing an NIL deal and or you're interested in finding the right school and making a and seeing some guidance and ha- having some support in the process of finding the right school, make sure you contact me. The email is move swiftly 44 at gmail.com. And I'll, you know, we'll have a consultation. We'll talk and figure out whether you're the athlete or you're the parent of the athlete. I have resources. There's a ton of, there's a huge network of college coaches that I work with. Not only, not only college coaches that I work with, but I also do myself. I do do NIL deals. I do participate fairly heavily in the NIL name, image, and likeness deals and do deals, right? Do deals monthly with athletes. So make sure you contact me if you're interested in doing any of that. All right. Now, as far as today's move, as far as today's episode, I almost, I almost said as far as today's move swiftly thought because every day, so every day, if you don't know, every day I do a video and those videos get posted. Those videos actually, the audio version of the videos actually get come on this podcast six days a week. So I'm naturally, I'm used to whenever I'm doing an intro, I'm naturally used to say, oh, as far as today's move swiftly thought, that's almost, that's almost what I said. But this is a longer episode, so I do a different intro and all that kind of stuff. Which, by the way, if you're interested in being a public speaker and developing like me as a speaker and doing and doing regular addressing people regularly and talking publicly, you do have to get in the habit of making sure you have a way of introducing yourself, introducing whatever it is you're going to talk about. You need composure, you need all sorts of things. All right. So that's I didn't even plan on bringing that up, but I just figured I I put that out there so you know, you know, it may not sound like it, but there are times where I even mess up. I've been doing, you know, I've been public, I've been doing this podcast for four years now, and there are times where I I even slip up when it comes to public speaking and things like that. But you would never actually know it. You would never actually know it because it's just a matter of continuing to go, continuing to grow, and getting your point across, and really thinking about your audience. All right, so. As far as today's episode, all that being said, as far as today's episode, I want to talk. I'm talking. I'm going to talk to you guys today about when, why, and how. When, why, and how is the best way, or we should say, how, when, and why it is the best time to put out a book, or if you're considering putting out a book. All right, everything, all those kinds of questions 
are going to be addressed on today's episode because I am, by the time this recording comes out right now, I'm kind of putting the finishing touches on it. But by the time this recording comes out, book number five, my fifth book, Transferring D1, A Practical Guide on How to Navigate the Chaotic World of College Athletics, that book is going to be ready for pre-order. It's going to be ready for pre-order. It won't be ready to ship out yet, but it'll be ready for pre-order by the time this episode comes out. And it did, I again, I did not plan, and I even spoke about this a little bit in the book, there was no plan, there was no concrete plan just uh, literally just a month or two or three weeks ago from this recording. There was absolutely no plan to put out another book, all right? There was no plan to put out another self-published book. I, I told myself, look, I already have four books out now. They were all self-published. And if I'm going to do a fifth book, I was, well, not if, but when I was going to do a fifth book, the plan was to go with the traditional publisher so I can, you know, get the support of a huge publisher and, you know, have it have do campaigns and all that kind of stuff. But again, when you are, when you're in this thought leadership world and things happen, I don't even want to call it thought leadership world as much as it is as when you're in the entrepreneurship world, when you're in the business ownership world. You have to go where you're needed. You have to do things. You have to do things in which are going to fill a need. And that's all this book is doing, all right? That's all Transferring D1 is all about. It's about simply filling a need. Let me just walk you through the process of how, again, just two or three weeks ago from this recording, I had no plans on actually putting out a fifth book. But I I mean, it's, it's practically done. Just a matter of getting it edited. And again, by the time this episode comes out, It'll be actually ready for pre-order on makeyourmove.com. Just going to hit the tab, transfer in D1, and you can get your copy there, all right? So what happened well, there, before, there was a couple of things that had happened before I actually came to the conclusion that, look, it's time for me to write. It's time for me to put out a fifth book, all right? First of all, we got to take you way, I got to take you way back into close to the end, towards the end of the summer of 2023, when my LinkedIn account, my LinkedIn account got hacked. <laughs> my LinkedIn account got hacked. And it was, I was in a process where I was, I had so many articles. The one thing that was really, and I, I remember I, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the episode titled LinkedIn Hacked. One of the, the most hurt, like the heart, just blow crushing things about the fact that my LinkedIn account got hacked was the fact that I would put out articles every single week, really, really great articles every single week. I was building a strong subscriber base. People were starting to get engaged with it and all that stuff. And then the, my LinkedIn account just goes, just gone, just like that. Somebody got in it and I just never got it back. All right. So I had all these articles. I had all this written material that I needed to, I need to put out there in some kind of way because it's available and I needed to put it on some sort of a platform. You know, it, it's on makeitmove.com, but also I need to get it on platforms where it gets in front of more eyeballs and things like that. And it just so happened that I used to be a member. I used to, I, I rejoined by the way, but I used to be a member of Dre Baldwin, you know, great virtual mentor of mine, man has helped out in so many ways when it comes to helping me get clarity in my business and things like that. He's the founder of, work on your game there's a he's been on this podcast the title of his episode is titled work on your fucking game because that's the name of his company and you know there'll also be some some stories about him that are, that are, are included in transferring d1 seeing that you know he went from d3 all the way 
to a pro basketball career, which is, again, <laughs> I mean, these are the kind of people that I wanted to attract with the title of the book. So, so what happened was I was a member of his mastermind about a year and a half ago now, and it was him and it was several other members of that mastermind. We were talking about the best platform for writers. And, you know, I was telling them, look, I don't get too much social media engagement the, the the social media world i think I've, I've worn out my welcome because i could barely get anybody to like my stuff you know engage with my stuff on social media and there's nothing wrong with that when you know when i'm an, when you're an educator like me the people who are on social media are not necessarily interested in being educated they're more so interested in being entertained all right so it's not going to stop me from posting at all but i just know the fact that i'm not probably not going to get a lot of engagement on social media so they recommended a platform called medium called medium.com and when my linkedin account got hacked i was like okay that might be something i want to revisit so i went on medium.com made a profile and started putting out my articles and then i realized that medium actually has a partner program they have a partner program in which if you qualify you can get paid for the articles that are written and that's when i went on fiverr I look for any freelance people that knew the algorithms of Medium that can help me when it came to how to boost it, how to get in front of more people, how to build accounts and stuff. And luckily, I found a great guy who got my Medium account in the partner program within within three or four days, like not even exaggerating. Within three or four days, I was getting paid. It wasn't a whole lot, but I was getting paid for the articles that I was already putting out for free on LinkedIn. So I'm like, hey, why would I go back to LinkedIn at that point? So I immediately, you know, every day now, you're gonna if you go follow me on Medium, the Medium account is Move Swiftly Forty Four is my Medium account. That's the handle on my Medium Medium account, and you'll see that uh, there's articles, sometimes multiple articles a day that come out on that platform because I realized also that. It's not just articles, but these podcasts, actually, this podcast podcast episode is going to be on the Medium account. I realized that you can actually put podcast episodes on the Medium account, too. And I found that out after I became a partner. So all in all, the Medium experience has been a way better experience than being on LinkedIn because I'm getting there's always the possibility of getting paid per post is the possibility of, you know, the, working with people and, and boost that account. If I'm going to go and network and create a, a partnership or a deal with someone, I'm going to send everyone to my medium account because again, I'm part of the partner program and it, it creates a revenue stream for me. That's what it's all about. And as business owners, if you're listening to me right now, that's your responsibility, by the way, you got to make sure the money's coming in. All right. You can't be the person you can't be the person just having fun with your business or just be the person that's receiving money. You got to be the person that's making sure revenue is coming in. There's a difference. All right. There's a difference between a person who's sitting back and doing the work and collecting a check from your business versus being the person that's making sure they're doing everything in their power to make sure money's coming in, period. There's a subtle difference. In fact, I'll probably do a podcast, an entire episode on the difference because too often do people get those two things mixed up. There's a difference. I'm going to say it again, nice and clear. There's a difference between being the business owner that's making sure money's coming in to your business versus being the person who's doing the work and then receiving a check. All right. The diff, the main difference is the main difference is the person who's making sure the business owner, excuse me, who's making sure the money's coming in 
is you got to be very selfless. You got to make sure it's constantly coming in. You can't you can't ignore revenue generating opportunities. You can't ignore opportunities to make money. You got to be where you're needed. You got to be where you're needed. And again, like I said, be very, very selfless because it's about making sure other people eat. It's about making sure your employees are good, your shareholders, your investors, your customers, the people that have invested in you, whether they invest their time or their money or their focus, whatever it is, you got to make sure you're serving them on a different level. All right. So again, my medium account became a part of the partners program and that incentivized me or that made it. So I continue to, to write and write and write. And, you know, for me, my one of my money making skills is actually that of a writer. I love writing. I love you know getting on my laptop and just creating things. And you know, that that's really where I'm at. My one of my one of my public uh, one of my money making skills. The other one I mentioned earlier is my ability to be a public speaker. And even if I mess up on a speech, I'm able to bounce back. And whatever happens, I mean, again, I don't take notes for this show. It just comes off the cuff because I've done it so often. I do it every single day. It's repetition, 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 to where you can just give me a topic and I'll go, I can speak on it for 30 minutes if need be. That's what it's all about. It's repetition. So my writing skills just became, just continued to get better, continue to get better. It's just like me as a runner, right? Continue to run. You know, I started out the, the year of 2023 struggling to get through a 10K and I ran two half marathons this past, this past 2023 en route to running a full marathon. I failed at the, my first attempt to run a full marathon, but I, I'm, I'm, a hundred percent confident that I'll get my full marathon done in 2024, right? Repetition, 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 continuing to go and work on your money making skills and getting, getting, getting really focused on continuing to do those and make sure you're maximizing the amount of revenue that you're bringing in your business. I cannot stress that enough. All right. So what happened, what happened was, Again, my medium account was pumping. It started to get some traffic. And then I started doing NIL deals. I started to switch the way I do my NIL deals. Before I was sending them a plus LY athlete bundle, which is no longer, which I don't even have on my shelves anymore. But now I started writing up features on the specific college athletes and letting them be the one that pushes the article and they could receive passive income from it. They could do it aggressively. They could do it passively, however they want to work it. The bottom line is they get lifetime earnings as a college athlete. You get lifetime earnings from the article that mentions you by name, which is huge. It's a huge thing. And again, this is something I do do a deeper dive in, in the book that I, in the book, transferring D one that you can, again, you can pick up on make Just hit the tab that says transferring D one. Right. So once I got, once I got really, once I got really focused on my medium account, the, what happened, what happened was I would put out, I would put out videos every, like I mentioned, I would put out videos every single day on YouTube and the, the individual who helped me grow my medium account also was a, is an SEO expert on YouTube as well. And he approached me, he goes, man, look, you got a lot of content. You got a lot of videos. Let me help you when it comes to the SEO. Let me help you with your thumbnails. Let me help you build out clips. Let me help you do things that are going to grow the channel. And eventually I, you know, eventually I basically hired him as my editor to, to do all the, you know, if you, if you started watching my YouTube videos two or three years ago, you see the difference, not two or three years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. It was probably a year ago. 
about a year ago from when I recorded this. If you saw the YouTube videos then and you see them now, you'll see difference in the thumbnails. You'll see a difference in the amount of clips I have. All of that was because I hired the guy. I hired my editor and I put the video on. He just does his SEO thing to make it so the video is more attractive to regular consumers and there's more eyeballs to my channel. So many eyeballs that I became eligible to be a YouTube program partner, which is the same thing as my Medium account. Now I'm getting paid off the videos that at one point I was just doing for free. I was just doing so I can practice as a public speaker. Now those same videos are being monetized and they get, you know, the way YouTube works is they share the ad revenue with them. So now whenever you click one of my videos, you're gonna, gonna have an ad that pops up and all that kind of stuff. And again, these things are just happening because I'm focused. I'm not even like putting another book out isn't even in my, isn't even something I'm thinking about. I'm more so just thinking about, okay, how do I build my YouTube chat or how do I build my medium account? I wasn't thinking about putting out, actually putting out another book. Now, keep in mind, I was writing regularly on medium. So eventually I knew that the idea may come to put all these articles together in an actual book and some sort of a sports marketing book, because that's a lot of the things I talk about, but I never actually planned on at this, at this current point of me recording this, never planned on having a brand new book ready for pre-order, <laughs> ready for pre-order. I did not plan on having that, but I do. Right. So here's what happened. Once my YouTube channel, once my YouTube channel got monetized is when I rejoined Dre Baldwin's mastermind and Dre, you know, again, you th if you think I put out a lot of content, just Google his name and you'll see actually thousands of YouTube videos, thousands of, yeah, the guy has 33 books, all right, 33 books, hundreds of articles that I read pretty much daily clips, his podcast work on your game is close to 2000 episodes. I mean, and then this, this isn't, these aren't just, six seven minute episodes every single episode is about 25 to 35 30 minutes long and you know again he's staying with his system on point you know constantly just doing it over and over and over again repurposing content you know some of them are some of the content is repurposed because i've heard him tell the same stories on different shows and all that which is fine again a, a previous episode I yeah, previous a couple of weeks ago, I put an episode out titled "Repurposing Content" because you should always be trying to bring new people in your in your world. So if you said something two or three years ago, that person, the new person that comes into your world, they may hear it, and that may just be some brand new stuff for them, right? Like again, for me, Dre, all the content he actually puts out, it took me half. I happened to meet Misty Buck. We were in a clubhouse room together, and that's how I met Dre Baldwin. I I didn't go out looking for Dre Baldwin. It just so happened that he just was in a clubhouse room. Given all the stuff that he has out, imagine that all the information that he has out there online, and I found him in a, a clubhouse room, not because of anything on YouTube or any of his podcasts or anything like that. All right, so you got to understand, you got to continuously and continuously and continuously stay very active you have to stay active all right so it was the first it was the first business like the first strategy call the first session that dre hosted in this new mastermind that he's created in which i was talking about some of my challenges some of my achievements some of the things that i you know basically where i am where i was then versus where i was when i when i was in his previous mastermind and i was telling him Again, I got YouTube, I got Medium, I got the proactive athlete stuff that I was talking to you guys about. And there was just so many more things that I had going on 
uh, prior then than when I first met him, when I first joined his program. And I kind of made an offhand comment because he had, I want to say a book got mentioned, the word book got mentioned or whatever, something, you know, again, we're just kind of brainstorming some ideas in terms of how we can, how we can, how I can get in front of more people, how I can create more traffic to my YouTube channel or to my medium account, the proactive athletes, whatever it is. And something got mentioned about a book. And immediately when the, when it got mentioned, when the book thing got mentioned, I told him the same thing. I just told you guys a couple of minutes ago about, look, I wasn't, I, I'm not doing another book until it's with a traditional publisher. Now, again, this is where things get really important for you. All right. You got to make sure you're getting coached by someone because you do not know what you do not know. All right. The people who have been there before, been where you're trying to go, you can use your money to buy yourself time. All right. You could use their brain. All right. Pay someone, use their brain, use what they've been through because you'll start to see yourself and find yourself getting things done that you couldn't get done before that you didn't even think you had in your mind. Like you didn't even know that you were able to do. Right. So, Again, like I mentioned, Dre's put out 33 books. Some have been traditional, some have been with a traditional publisher, and some have been self-published, all right? And I told him, look, I'm, I'm probably not going to do one until I get with a traditional publisher. And then he he offered a rebuttal. He just offered a thought. He goes, well, well you know, if you do that, if you do that, then, you know, you're going to have to wait a certain amount of time. It's going to be probably a year before the book actually comes out. There's a process. There's a process that comes with rolling with a traditional publisher. In fact, I've listened to episodes of his show in which he discusses the difference between traditional and self-published. And then he then he told me, look, if you go self-published, you can get your book out right now. You can get your book out right now. And you can, you know, with all the, the new audience that you have on YouTube, the new audience that you have in Medium, the, the athletes that you're working with. When it comes to the athletes and the parents that you're looking to attract with proactive athletes, you can now have a book for them and say, hey, this is the book that's about this, that, and the third. And, and that brings people into your world. And it was at that point where I just started writing because it, it was so true. It was so on point. And immediately I said, you know what, if I'm going to be again, if I'm going to be in the world of YouTube, if I'm going to be in the world of medium, or if I'm going to be with proactive athletes and doing what I'm doing, You've got to have something that's specifically targeting and specifically answering the question that you know is going to come up. I know every single high school athlete out there that is taking their athletics seriously is very interested in going D1. I know that there's a slew of Division three and a slew of Division two athletes or NAIA athletes that are interested in maybe transferring D1 because they are at this school that isn't they don't take their athletics as seriously as they thought it was they didn't think they thought it was going to be different it's not like it was in high school i know it i lived it i've coached it i've seen it i know what happens and i said that's it that could be this that could be book number five and i could be writing on that if you give me some time i can get that thing written and it'll be ready before you know at least the pre-order will be ready before february before February of 2024. Also, also, here's another thing. Here's another thing that you have to consider is when you're coming out, when you're coming out with a book, again, because I told you how, I told you I was going to tell you how I did it. And then the next thing is the why and the when. The why and the when. The why and the when are first cousins, all right? The why, I'm going to say that again. And when you're putting out a book, 
when it comes to putting out anything, any product, but more in particularly a book, the why you're putting it out and the when you're putting out it, putting the book out, got to they got to merge. They got to have a very very symbiotic relationship when it comes to what when it comes to the product when it comes to the book that you're putting out all right so let me just tell you the why when it came to transferring d1 all right dre and i were you know we were discussing content ideas and as of now as of now college more in particular college football i know college athletics in general is dealing with the same thing but college football is the primary source of revenue is the main revenue generator of all college athletics all right so college football right now is at a crossroads because of the transfer portal and because of name image and likeness those two things have forced college football to adapt and go you know just go fucking crazy you know one day uh damn uh you get a running back who's a gator and then the next day he's a georgia bulldog like i mean it's insane the kind of things that are going on when it comes to collegiate football and all it's all about money it's all about being able to be in the transfer portal and it's all this me 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 i want to play this kind of this selfish mentality that the ncaa has kind of opened up the door for all of this madness right and dre was saying like there's no way that the rules are going to stay the same there's no way that they're going to be able to keep the game as pure and as great as it is with keeping the transfer portal the way it is or keeping name, image, and likeness the way it is. They, they're going to have to change the rules in some kind of way. And that led me to, number one, the why. The why I'm going to put a book out that's talking about my transfer from a Division two to Division one and my and the, the NIL deals that I do and all this stuff so I can get in front of the people that I want to get in front of and talk about how we can do these changes. You know, use my story, use everything that I'm about. You, whether it's this podcast or whether they read the book or whether they watch some of my YouTube videos and I, or whether they read some of my articles on media and whatever it is, everything I talk about is about how to fix this game and how to create a foundation to this game so we don't see it continue to get dismantled. I want the players to be compensated. Trust me, I compensate the players myself, but I don't want to see the game get dismantled i don't want to see that that's going to ruin everything all right so the why i put it out there's the why now when it comes to the when it's got to be now all right it's got to be with a level of urgency because you don't want i didn't want to be in a situation where the rules are changing things are getting better and i had nothing to do with it i missed an opportunity so the why and the when have got to have a very very strong relationship all right so with the when I, when I discussed or oh, the idea of putting a, a book out there that's with a traditional publisher, the book I was thinking about put or the book that I would do with a traditional publisher is my memoir, a memoir that I have. I believe it or not, I do have a memoir that's already written that's over you know probably at this point four hundred pages. That's what I would I was discussing, or that would have been the ideal to go with a traditional publisher. But when it comes to this book, the transfer in D1, I know specifically who I'm looking to work with. I know specifically why it is I'm doing it. I know when it's going to be. I have control and I can be helping to solve this issue that I'm very, very, very passionate about. And I want to see fixed that I, I, I would I would I would do whatever it is I need to do to fix this issue. If you don't have that kind of driving passion, if there's not that in your mind, like there's a problem that you will do whatever it takes to fix that problem, 
then I strongly recommend you don't go the self-publishing route. All right. You, you be patient again, make sure you, you can have it written. But if you don't have something that is, that has that level of urgency, that problem that needs that urgency that, you know, needs your input and needs your story, needs your, it needs your insight right now. Then again, go with the traditional publisher. But if you need, you have a, a idea, you have something you want to put out right now because you see an issue, then yes, go ahead and put your book out. Put your book out right now. Put whatever product you have to solve that situation. All right. So those are the things. That's why it's ready. And again, like I said, you can get an uh, get a copy of it on makeyamove.com. Just hit the tab that says transferring D1. It's all about how to, it's a guide. It's a practical guide. It's a, it's a guide from yours truly. Where I walk you through, I walk you through how the be- how if you wanted to the best thing, or, or we'll say it like this: some of the best practices and the questions, the hard, hard, really, really hard questions that you're gonna have to ask yourself if you are in fact serious about going from a D three to a D one, or even a D three to a D two, or D two to a FCS, whatever it is, however it is you wanna wherever it is you want to go as far as transferring up or walk on somewhere. Again, I've been through all that, lived through all that. Not only that, but I also put, make sure if you're a coach, if you're a coach listening to this at a smaller school, or if you know of a coach and you want to share this episode with them, go ahead, you're more than welcome to share out this episode with them because the D3 and the D2 and the NAIA schools and those smaller schools are going to need to hear this. They're going to all need to get a copy of this book, right? If you don't start taking advantage of the NIL and the and how things are working, then there will be no need for pro for smaller programs like this. All right, I know I can see it already happening. I've, I've already heard the the rumblings from the the high the highly paid Power Five football coaches. All right, they want more scholarships because of the transfer portal. They feel like they should get more scholarships from the NCAA. The NCAA should allow them to have more scholarships so they can bring in more high school athletes. What that means, if that, if that does happen, is now there's no point going D3, there's no point going D2, especially if those D3 or D2 schools are not bringing in any NIL money. They're going to take their chances and go walk on at a bigger school. And even if they don't earn the scholarship per se, they know that they can go out and make their own money and That'll be how that'll be what pays for their school. You know, understand primetime himself, Coach Primetime himself, he played baseball when he was in college. He played professional baseball. So he didn't he didn't need the athletic scholarship that Florida State was gonna give him. They he just paid for it himself. He paid for it himself because at that point he was already a pro athlete and he could afford the cost of Florida State tuition. So they didn't need to waste a scholarship on him. These are the these are the workarounds and the things that major college football programs are going to do and eventually it's going to again it'll trickle down to the d3 and the d2 level where it's like what's the point like seriously what is the point of of even being at a d3 or d2 if i can go walk on at a bigger school and there's just more more money more of a pot in which i can prove and again we're talking about a game that you're not going to be playing for the rest of your life so it's like yo I'm going to go walk on, see if I can do it. If I can't make it at this power five school, I'm going to go move on and do something else. Again, there, there'll be no need for those smaller schools. So if, if you're passionate about this and you don't want to see D3 and D2 or even FCS programs just fold, then it's important that you get a copy of transferring D1 as well. 
bring me in to speak. We'll do some consulting. There's tons of things, tons of things that you're going to need to be made aware of. And you're going to have to get out of just being in your football circle and just coaching football. You got to start to be an entrepreneur. You got to start to be a businessman. You're going to start to recognize and, and work with businesses, local businesses, and figure out how you can create some income, how you can get creative when it comes to the deals you make and all that kind of stuff to make it so players are at least having an opportunity to receive some NIL funds, enough NIL funds to where their scholar, their tuition is reduced. They get some sort of a scholarship. They get some sort of a stipend that pays for their, their room and board, whatever it is. We're going to have to get very creative as we move forward. All right. These are very important lessons where I do dive very deeply you know it's it's available in the in the written format in the book transferring d1 all right so again i covered a lot today i covered a lot and it's again the how or yeah the how you're gonna put your book out there the why and the when have to be very very symbiotic and you know again i'll take everything i said today and apply it to your situation and figure out what's the best way for you to move forward all right everybody's situation is different Again, I'm always available to talk you to th talk you through certain things because I've been there, did that, lived it, and understand it very wholeheartedly. All right, fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon.